Uh, Dan, how's it going, man? <laughs> the recording's already going. Oh. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, it's already going. I'm gonna pause now. So, three, two, one. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to Coffee and Croissant with me, Christian Alphonse. It's a podcast show about food and travel. Today, I have a special guest, uh, Daniel Calderon. Daniel Calderon is a filmmaker, entrepreneur, owner of 94 Productions, currently runs a podcast series, Corner Talks, where he talks about wellness filmmaking with him and his friends. Daniel, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you, Christian. Thank you so much for uh, asking me to join this podcast. Uh, I want to say, like, I'm really proud of you, you know, for starting this uh, kind of new venture. It's uh, quite exciting stuff, looks to be promising, and happy to be on here. Well, happy to have you. Me, Daniel, we go way back since 2017, and we'll definitely let the audience know how we met and how we got, how we stayed in touch. Uh, today's yeah, show, sure. we're going to be focusing on about Italy. Um, Daniel is Italian, and he has spent some time in Italy. Uh, we're going to be talking about the COVID-19 travel updates and how to get to Italy. We're going to also be talking about Italian culture, Italian food, and we're going to have our last segment segment about um, Italian pasta. If it's underhyped, overhyped, is it mid, if it slaps. So we're going to have a good and very fun and interesting show. So let's get the party started. So Daniel, um, let's tell the audience how we how we met. So yeah, for sure. I, I, I'll tell my side of the story. I'm very curious to know <laughs> your side of the story. My side, you know me, I have an imagination, so my side might be a little bit exaggerated. <laughs> we might have met in an underground alleyway. <laughs> but we actually met at work. We met in 2017. I was working at Entertainment One. I was in the TV production side, and Daniel was working in marketing. And we met in the lunchroom. At that time, E1 was having a um, training video session. And Daniel asked if I could be part of his team. I, I gladly said yes. Yeah. And from there, our friendship grew. Um, around that time, Daniel was aspiring to become a filmmaker. So glad to see him being part of the most exciting part of the journey, to, if I'm being quite honest, Thank where you. he's growing connections, building his brand. He's making really good shorts. Currently, right now, his shorts beautiful. is winning all these awards. Each time yeah. I'm seeing him and Still IG, going. I'm Still seeing going, more yeah. and more awards. Thank so you. congrats, Daniel. And mm-hmm. I think that's briefly the story how we met. We'll get a little bit more deeper in our in our stories together. Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, right Daniel, right. like, did I miss anything? No, you said it right there. Like, you know, when I, I first remember, when I first uh, officially met you was uh, you were on my floor. I was in the marketing department. You're in accounting department. And mm-hmm. uh, you came walking around and kind of introduced yourself. And that's one of the qualities that struck me is your your approach and your you're just not afraid to like throw yourself in there into a room, right? Mm-hmm. Um, networking, which I should mention, that was the word um, you've always advocated uh, since day one. And it's something that I've always, you know, kind of cherished, right? Like valued uh, as a person um, because it's got me to this point in my career. So mm-hmm. I just remember like what I'm trying to get at because I've grown a lot since 2017. And I remember you just having, you know, the confidence to go into a floor. You didn't even know um, the people and interact with them. And um that's when I remember like standing up saying, Hey, what's going on? Like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, what's going on? You're like, and then I remember you first saying like, you know, I'm in film. I love movies. That's why I'm here. And it was kind of astonishing. I'll be honest. If I can just, if I want, if I can mention this, uh, I don't know if you had the same experience, but the company we worked at, 
not a lot of people like were coming from film backgrounds yeah. or intensive film studies. So when you said like, no, I'm, I'm you know, a former uh, study of film, uh, theater, I said to myself, wow, like I have to know more about you. I want to be friends with you. Right. Um, and like you said, make you uh, join my project. Um, that was a really fun time. I remember that we cast you and we did a little video. I just, I want to throw that in there just to intersect. Like, do you remember how much I hustled on that video? Oh, you hustled so <laughs> I much. Did it, it I did it in work. <laughs> it was a company-wide thing just to help us more about training and yeah. Daniel just put himself in there. <laughs> like, but so I did it on my lunch break. I did it on like a coffee break. Like I did it and even my team was like, where did Daniel go? And Christian yeah. was like, don't, don't worry. He's going to premiere it soon. <laughs> it was worth uh, it, buddy. It was worth it. Was it. You got to well, do it. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, definitely yeah. saw different parts of the building during this For video. Sure. Of course, yeah. Perfect. So let's transition into COVID-19 travel updates. So we're both currently in Ontario. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you read the good news. Uh, let me share my screen. Uh, yeah, but sure. good news is, is that uh, Doug Ford is going to open it up. <laughs> Doug Ford is yeah, going to open it up in March. Uh, now, specifically, and this is from the Globe and Mail. He's specifically going to release... It's gonna list yeah, I was going to say March, right? Yeah, March of next year. So all wow. the long-term plans related to COVID-19 would be released. Let me quickly ask you. Do you think that's possible? Do you think, that's, you think it's going to be okay by that time? I, I, think, uh, I think he's very ambitious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at this point in time, um, we must reach her, her immunity. Her immunity, and, yeah. Because yeah, cases are keeping steady at like two Exactly. Right? Yeah. And some job places, I don't know your opinion on that, but some jobs are of like requiring people to be fully vaccinated and that's oh, definitely yeah. gonna help um i know this monday uh people are gonna be like my gym i go to fit for less they right. just they sent me this amazing email so excited about saying that like all the restrictions within the gym because certain mm -hmm. parts of the machines were like completely closed off would be lifted mm -hmm. so there's no need to do physical distancing at the gym you can easily move around and that's gonna be the nice. same thing for like arenas restaurants oh, um, is that the movie like, theater? that's how it should be and and i was like just just interject here like hmm. from day one i was telling you like when they introduced the uh covid vaccine um people could avoid it as much as they want you know uh convince other people not to take it but eventually they're being they're going to implement it uh and make it mandatory uh mm -hmm. it's going to be part of our culture like our lifestyle like I was at a restaurant and a movie yesterday, mm -hmm. both places asked for a, a certificate and people, <laughs> and, but as soon as you're in, everybody's roaming around doing their thing, whatever. And it's yeah. like, did you, did you honestly think it wasn't going to get to that point? They were just being nice about it in the beginning. Like it's mm -hmm. up to you to get it, but there was no way they were going to let society function and say, oh, we have to shut down again because, you know, certificates uh, aren't applicable here. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Like they can't, the government cannot print more money like let's just be honest yeah exactly yeah and how money. many times and and i was on and i was on you know my story i was on serve right because i was mm -hmm. running a, a business i was self-employed and um you know i obviously couldn't get any work so yeah. i had to go on serve and what i'm trying to get at is you can only do that for so long like it takes a yep. toll not only for your mental health but financial right like how <laughs> i can't can't live off of 24 grand a year so <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, maybe man. back in our grandparents era bro. i can yeah. buy a house by now <laughs> exactly oh right? wow that's that's such a true fact yeah. man 
grandparents. Yes. You can buy a house with a penny at this point back yeah, those right. days. But yeah, but I'm very excited about this. So, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully in March, you know, things will be somewhat back to normal. I'm very yep. excited about it. And that's going to be good news for traveling. So I have a friend from Italy. And she's actually going to go to Italy sometime in November. And I think, I don't know if you have family that, that that's going to Italy. I don't have family going to Italy, but I have family there. They have family there, okay. Yeah. But, oh, I'm so curious to know how they're dealing with, with the whole pandemic, and I'll definitely ask that yeah, a bit they're... later. But if you're Canadian yeah. right now, um, mm-hmm. you can actually travel to Italy. So the COVID nice. travel uh, updates are a little bit weird all over the place. Uh, Daniel, do you know a bit of, about it? Um, uh, not too much. I, I know, uh, I don't know if they lifted the, board, the, the border uh, control. Yeah, they're border block it. in in the U.S. I don't know. I don't know the, the exact details, oh. but I know what the North American border. I'll, de- I'll definitely tell you more about it right now. Yeah, for so, sure. Like, I'd love to know. The, yeah, for the U.S., they're gonna lift the border in, in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest issue is that Canada has a very restricted regulation for COVID. One of the biggest ones right now is that you need to be you need to be fully vaccinated. That's one of the things. Mm-hmm. But you also need to have a negative COVID nineteen test. That right. is that has been taken seventy-two hours before your trip. That's wow. the most important part. So some places will allow you to enter the country uh, without being fully vaccinated, but once you enter, you need you'll need to quarantine. And Italy is definitely one of the case. But let's say for the states, for instance, you know you don't need to be fully vaccinated. You just need to show that you have negative COVID nineteen tests. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you do need to be fully vaccinated for the states. But more on that a bit later. But you it cannot it can't be rapid testing, and that's the issue. So you have to do the molecular tests, and that's a bit more different than rapid testing. Molecular tests is a swab, is a spitting, is when they do the swab up all the way up to your nose, mm-hmm. and it needs to be done seventy-two hours. The biggest issue with traveling now is coming back to Canada, and I have some yeah. little bit of horror stories from friends who went to Africa and coming back to Canada. A big, a really oh, hard time, yeah. because. If you're positive, you know, you're staying there for a while until yeah, you get a sure, negative man. testing. <laughs> yeah. And, and and that happened? Like, they actually came back positive? Oh, they, they got... So, I think, from what he told me, he said, like, he probably got scammed. Um, oh where Because, like, him, within this whole group, because we went to a group of friends, all of them were negative. It was only okay. him that was positive. And, and that just couldn't make sense. So he went outside of his hotel and actually got the test from somewhere else, and he came mm-hmm. back negative. Because of that, he was finally able to get back to Canada. So right. that's something people need to consider. But well, that's why I don't. I just want to say, like, that's why I don't. Uh, you know, me, I'm I'm very cautious uh, about <laughs> traveling, and not for not for anything. Like at this point, I'm vaccinated, right? Like I yeah. do intend to leave the country or go on vacation or whatever, right? But it's mm-hmm. not like this compulsion. Like a lot of people like have to go. And it's like, like you just described, like, do I want to deal with that hassle? Coming <laughs> back and like, there's just way too many restrictions. Like I'm, I'm the kind of guy where it's like, I like, maybe, I don't know if it'll get to that point. Maybe it's a fantasy, but, mm-hmm. but uh, getting to, a, getting to some level where it's not as intensive, like mm-hmm. there's some herd immunity, some, uh, you know, trust or policy in place where if you are vaccinated, you know what I mean? Um there's that freedom to like just roam around and cause that whole, like I just, I'm, I'm thinking back to when Canada had those hotels that if you traveled, mm-hmm. you have to stay in a hotel. Yeah. Right. Regardless for like three mm-hmm. days or something like, I don't know. 
I don't know how people do it, but again, everyone's different, right? Yeah. Some people like risk. Some people well, like, to really like to take risks. Bro. <laughs> and you know what's funny is that my whole my whole career has been a risk. So <laughs> I should be the one to talk, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, that's so funny. <laughs> well, you took a lot of chances in and they're finally paying off. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I just think that was that was ironic that like I'm I'm conscientious about traveling, but meanwhile I'm just like, yeah, buddy, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna put all my money down on this uh, dream. <laughs> oh man. I'm that's uh, all good. But I love this. I love this. Yeah, I love that we're seeing some optimism in, in traveling. Oh, and like I said, I'm the kind of guy where as I see things, you know, I think it I think it all comes down to like where where you want to travel to. And I think that's something that you'll discuss not only on this conversation, but future conversations on the podcast, right? Yeah. Because when you want to go somewhere, man, you'll go. Like you'll find you'll go. like for yeah. me, man, when I was tw- turned 25 and I wanted to go to LA. San Diego and San Francisco did like a West Coast trip. Mm. I made it happen. Like yeah. I just went, you know. Exactly. That's 100%. Mm. And I found it very interesting because I don't know if you can read this right here on the screen, but for sure, yeah. You don't really need like a COVID vaccination certificate to that enter is very Italy. Wow. Insane. But you do need to quarantine for at least 14 days. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. But it's the only, the only issue for Canadians is the coming back part. That's the biggest issue. Yeah. Because you need to be fully vaccinated. Uh, that's one of the most requirements. Also have a negative COVID test. Um, if you're not fully vaccinated, there's a lot more stuff that needs to be done, of course. But I'm, I'm always saying be fully vaccinated would be a lot easier to come in and out of the country. Just as long as you have the extra income to pay for those uh, negative COVID tests. Like those COVID tests, hopefully they're negative because you can't pay for negative COVID yeah. tests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. be careful with your words here. <laughs> hey, they're already doing they're already doing fake certificates, so I don't know oh, if they're going, man, going through that same is, problem. Yeah. Oh, it's no, even right here, bro. Really? Tell me more about this. I was at a restaurant. I was at a restaurant the other day last week, uh, with a friend, and we're like waitresses just making small talk while we're paying the bill. And mm-hmm. uh she goes, I'm like, we're, we're like, how are you finding things, right? Like uh at work or you know, managing clients and things like that, patrons. And she's like, yeah, she's like, people are giving us such a hard time with these vaccine certificates and half of them are fake. I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> oh, about? Yeah. Like it's oh. a PDF form, you know, those fill-in forms? Those fill-in yeah, yeah, forms? yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they do that. Apparently there's something oh, floating around. Man. And I'm just like, wow, that's why the QR code is, is getting implemented. Man, well, I'm, I'm very excited for that QR code. I know they uh, installed it for uh, restaurateurs to do it. I already got it set up. You no one like scans it though. Yeah, but no one scans it. From my experience, they just look really? at it. Really? Oh, yeah. I'll ask you more about that right now. So, like, sure. it's the app, right? It's a Verify app on the Apple Store or the Google Play Store or whatever, right? Uh, yeah, I, I believe so. And it goes so. by charges? Yeah, ahead. I should, full disclosure, I didn't really uh, set it up myself because I've been busy with work. So, it was kind mm-hmm. of like a family thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, we had an agent take care of it. Mm-hmm um but what i'm saying is yeah i'm not sure how it works exactly all i know is that a qr code pops up because your mm-hmm. date of birth your name and then um that's what they're going to be making mandatory the, the oh, certificate good. was temporary but i know the qr code is going to be legit because oh, i don't know if good. you can you can't fraud uh oh you can fraud it man i'm sure so yeah you can fraud everything right well you're a coder so what am i saying right? <laughs> yeah man you can fraud anything man like people don't listen care. i'm the wrong guy to talk to guys right? <laughs> uh but looks like right now, like in terms of going back to our ch- discussion about Italy, you know, the most important part of talking about Italy is to have like a self-declaration and it's like a special authorization that allows you to enter the country without issues at the airport. It's a mandatory requirement for any nation, excluding, including visa in some countries like Canada. 
So we all know that COVID-19 is a bit contagious and there's a bunch of variants going on. And that's what Italy is doing to make sure that people are self-declaring themselves. But one, <clears throat> I don't see like one good side about this, even though there's like a slight good side about this, is that there's no tourists. So from I'm hearing that people who are going to Europe, they can just do whatever they want to do. Uh, there's no tourists around. They can go to the Louvre, they can go to the 2FL without any issues. So that's only the good side of it. <clears throat> so if you're, willing to take, if you're willing to take the risk to go travel in Europe, well, the only good side is that there's no tourists there. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, don't know I don't know who else would do it, but I know some people are dying to leave their house, but they're dying to go and explore. So go ahead. But I do want to mention it. I do want to mention that with Italy, like it's kind of concerning because I don't know how they're doing with the with their economy. But I do remember mm-hmm. last time I went to Italy, um, one of the tour guides said that Italy's economy is based off of uh, luxury and tourism. Yeah. So luxury, yeah, they still have. Um, luckily for them, like I can't touch that. But with tourism, it is questionable. Like I don't know how many people are going. But then again, man, like. Not because I'm from Italy, and I'm sure mm. we'll get more into why uh, Italy is a fascinating, beautiful country. But there's something about that. Like, everybody's going to go back. Like, no mm-hmm. one's going to say, like, have hesitations, right? If they're going back to the States full force, and they're the snowbirds and all that, mm-hmm. people are going to go back to Italy, right? Um, okay. Especially our generation, like, that haven't experienced it yet. They're not going to avoid that country, right? So Man. they'll get it but, back. <laughs> um, but, that, but let me just say that again. Tourism and luxury. This isn't lumber. All right, Christian, like Canada. <laughs> this is tourism and luxury. And when they said luxury, uh, I'm like, what do you mean? They're like Prada, Venti. Mm-hmm. They're like Lamborghini, Ferrari. I'm like, wow, yeah. that's when you know that's a flex. Like they're that, they make so much money off of that alone. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's what their economy is backed on. You know? I mean, that, well, that's so interesting for you to say. Um, I didn't know um, tourism was such a big part of the economy. Huge, some, huge. I didn't know. You briefly mentioned that you, you have family early. How are they mm-hmm. doing with the whole pandemic? Yeah, they're doing uh, quite well. Uh, it's a different lifestyle over there. Like as mm-hmm. soon as I think the first or second wave uh, ended for them, mm-hmm. I think even the first, to be honest with you, from what I've seen like on their Instagrams and how we communicate, like they've been out and not just in Italy, like they just travel throughout Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what I mean by like the mentality is a bit different. Like the Americans have that liberal kind of, you know, mentality, mm-hmm. like everyone's independent, do your own thing. Mm-hmm. But they got more of like a free-spirited mentality. Like you okay. only live once, right? Um, the beauty in life is through enjoying it, right? Like it's not like over here where we were locked down four, three, four times or, you know what I mean? Like staying in our houses. So what I'm trying to get at is, yeah, they took it hard in the beginning. It was very, uh, very scary um, mm-hmm. what was going on uh, when the cases were rising up and Italy was like the top five countries to be hit. Mm-hmm. But now I think uh, they've kind of adjusted. They've adapted. Everyone's vaccinated for the most part, um, or at least I know, like the cousins. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they're living life, man. They're doing their thing like nothing <laughs> happened. No, one, no one's really talking about anything before. Before, I have to say, though, it was scary because every country's different, right? Yeah. Luckily for us, like, we don't realize it as Canadians that we have uh, the liberties, like privileges, where even though we were in lockdown, we could still walk around and do our thing. But in Italy, right, it was getting so bad that there was actually police in the streets that would ask you um, for some sort of like documentation to really? prove that, you, that it proved well to prove that you're allowed to you're given permission to roam around or you have some purpose as to why you're leaving your house. 
Yeah. And this is like the early days though. Not anymore, but this was like really, that's what my cousin told me. Um, I don't know if it was like the big cities, but for, for the small towns, yeah, there was definitely some oh, sort of authoritative <laughs> control. Yeah. I did hear like, so what I heard about Italy is that they, they were having a hard time with the pandemic, especially because mm-hmm. it has an older population in Italy, Italy mm-hmm. compared to the younger population. They do, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I also heard about Venus. I, I remember Venus was having issues with water and they were a bit um, under the water for a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, but, the city might. No, I was just going to say it was Venice. Uh, um, yeah. I was fortunate enough to experience it in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's going to be around uh, by the end of the century, they said. Like, not that we'll be alive, but. Um, wow. Something to the effect that it's sinking, yeah. Every Man, year. Hey. I gotta ask: Is is Venice that is it that beautiful? Is it that gorgeous? It's beautiful. Yeah, I'll tell you what. What's mes- what mesmerizes people about Venice is the fact that it's completely immersive, but it's it's like a frozen in time, you know, um, place. Mm-hmm. So what that means is, when you're roaming around the streets, when you're looking at the buildings, the architectures, it's like you're dropped uh, in the middle of the 1500s, like the Renaissance period. And yes, you could argue there's so many places in Italy, like Rome and Florence, that give you that effect. And they do. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But Venice, like there's nothing that's modern. Like everything is stuck in that time period. Nothing was revo- uh, improved upon. Nothing was renovated. Um, because Rome and all these places, right, you'll have like shops like Prada. Like you'll just see like Prada mm-hmm. and things like that. And Venice did have shops, don't get me wrong. But they're in the buildings of these Renaissance uh type buildings right so it was really luxurious yeah uh is this venice yeah this is venice it's also yeah. fascinating it's also fascinating how, how to like move around like it's all on boats and gondolas and it's it's uh it's otherworldly i think that's what uh strikes people about it uh, have you done the gondola yeah yeah i did it because yeah. i said when who, who knows when i'll come back right so i said <laughs> let me let me just experience it um but see those taxis see the one in the foreground yeah okay yeah that's how you enter the city um and those things oh no way yeah it's like a speedboat and um it's exactly like it's taken right out of a movie i can see why uh hollywood films here a lot uh like the italian job and james bond um very cinematic very picturesque yeah and so i'm not so i don't know if you knew this about me knew this about me um i actually took italian first second year of, okay. of, of my study this at all <laughs> this guy wants to be trilingual i love it yeah man. <laughs> i definitely took some rosetta stones man yeah i think italian here. culture is something I, I really did enjoy a lot i still enjoy now um mm-hmm. but man italy was one of the places i always wanted to visit mm-hmm. and you know you did visit it right you went no no i didn't visit trip? it man oh I, what uh... I, I was trying to visit it so hard but i just couldn't fit it I you got stuck in Croatia. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even Croatia, man. It's, it's just so because Italy in Europe is a little bit out of your way, especially if you're in France. You're like, it oh, is, it's, yeah. it's so out of your way. Because I wanted to go to France and also Portugal, but I just couldn't fit Italy. And I was like, you know, I can always go another time. And this is a perfect lesson for everyone. If you want to go somewhere, go now, because you never know if you're gonna have time to, to go in the future. But yeah, Venice is definitely a place I wanted to go. Um and get good to know that it is picturesque. Hopefully it's not underwater. So I can actually visit this gondolas and stuff. Yeah, for um, 
So when was the last time you were in Italy? I know they maintain it. I just want to mention that. Maintain it, yeah. Yeah, so you know it's not with technology and things like that. Like they're they're not going to let it happen. It's like Niagara Falls, right? Not that anyone maybe cares about that, but uh, <laughs> for people who haven't seen it yet or are not born yet, um, the erosion, right? It's receding backwards. It's like a centimeter every year or something or an inch. Mm-hmm. So eventually they predict it'll be so far back that you can't even have, you can't, you don't even have, wouldn't even have a proper vantage point to enjoy it, right? It's beauty, um, oh. taking its beauty. So what I'm trying to get at is apparently they're going to shut it down. I don't know if they're doing this already, but they're going to stop um, the water flow. Mm-hmm. seal it up with like metal and cement things like that uh to prevent future erosion because it wow. makes sense right all that water yeah. like repeating uh yeah. repeatedly like uh exerting pressure mm-hmm. it's going to be like the grand canyon right um so they're taking care of that um and i'll do and they'll do the same thing with venice 100 percent. man that's that's actually gonna be a big cost of infrastructure i'm curious to know how the town and government is gonna, <laughs> gonna be your taxes that. Yo, taxes. Tourism taxes. <laughs> or, Niagara, <laughs> Niagara or Venice. Yeah, no, Venice. No, Venice. Uh, yeah, Venice. I don't know if the Italians were willing to pay that tax. <laughs> Man. Might be some mafia money. They might have to fly down to Sicily. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, as you can see right now, this, this is the map of Italy. And as I was saying, this is France right here. And I was somewhere over there in Paris. But yeah, just to make your trip all the way. Isn't there a train? Europe. Don't they have like sophisticated trains that run? It's, they they do they do it's just like it would this just would have been such like a hard way for me to do my trip yeah so i was like oh man I, I it was out of the way yeah, yeah it's out of the yeah. way for I me you, at, at the point of time yeah. but you were definitely in, in italy like a couple of years ago if I remember correctly mm-hmm. um one place i always want to visit in italy i always want to visit florence i heard florence has like one of the best like food and culture over there oh yeah the pizza is amazing and yeah. the steak, the Florentine. Uh, oh, yeah, they have these huge ass steaks, uh, the size of uh, your head. <laughs> no way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's just uh, they're known for that. I was recommended to have it when I was went there. Okay, 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 okay. So, like, so, yeah. so you did, so you did have it? <laughs> you did have it? Yeah, no, I did have it. When I'm saying when before going there, because I did. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you actually on this map, like exactly mm-hmm. like my trip. So I went from Venice to Florence. Okay. And then I went to Rome. And then wow. I went to a place called Tedeschina, which is just outside of Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to Pompeii. I don't know if it's around there. I think it's in Lazio. Okay. Yeah, I think it's an hour out of Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to Naples. Okay. I briefly stayed there. Um, oh, no, sorry. The Amalfi Coast, which is, I think, in between Rome and Naples. Uh, the okay. Amalfi Coast, so Sorrento, um, Capri, um, and then yeah, sorry. Then I went to Ma- Naples, and then from Naples I went to Palermo because that's where my dad's from. Wow. Yeah, and we Man. did that in three weeks, so it was quite a quite a trip. I wouldn't do it again, be only because you don't, you're just always on the go, right? You don't mm-hmm. really have time to absorb everything. But I would go back to the Amalfi Coast, Capri. Amalfi. That's where a lot of celebrities, I should mention, the Americans love that place. Yeah, a lot of rich people too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Rome wasn't too bad. Rome was like a cross between. Uh, it's become so commercialized, mm-hmm. but there are some places in Rome where it's like mind blowing, like the Colosseum. Mm-hmm. There are places you know, like you you see something like a picture or something in movies, and you're like, wow, like it's so grand, it's epic, it's impressive. But in mm-hmm. real life, you'll see it, and you're like, oh, it's not that bad. Like I'll give it like the Mona Lisa, right? 
Well, yes. it's everywhere. But when you finally see it, it's like, oh my God, it's just a little like it's yeah, so small. A little yeah. portrait, like school photo portrait, right? But uh, the Coliseum yeah. lived up to the hype. Yeah. Lived up to the hype. Kate, well, so- well, because hold on, I just want to mention this. The reason why is because it's not like it's not just a building. Like, think about it. we have grand buildings in Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. Ottawa, you know, New York, whatever, North America, the Western world. But I, I just, as a human, I can't conceptualize, I can't wrap my head around this, but this was built 2,000 years ago mm-hmm. at a time with primitive technology, primitive tools and resources. And the fact that it towers over you and it's just mm-hmm. a massive structure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, it's just history um, on display. So I, I, I wanted to mention that because I even have a photo with it. Um, and I'm like, I, I'm mesmerized by Roman history like ancient roman history and you know i think it's so um so epic and grand in scale um, okay cinematic that's so so interesting i didn't know that i didn't know you were interested in Roman history like that wow yeah well even my films like i intend to make uh one or two like based in roman history um very fascinated with like the emperors and the politics um, behind it as well? Or? Yeah, but it was a di- exact the politics behind it. I think more so like I'm fascinated with stories like Caligula, even though he was a crazy guy. I think I'm more fascinated with him because he became emperor at like 23. Mm-hmm. And I kind of say to myself, like 23 years old, you know, what was I doing at 23? And <laughs> he was responsible for like the biggest empire at the time. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like a 23-year-old getting voted into office as president for the US. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's yeah. like, you just can't wrap your head around it. And the fact that, you know, all these, uh, the liberties that he had, uh, just the, the tyranny that he uh, kind of exuded, like onto people. It, it's just a fascinating, I, I think it's a very complex character to kind of like tackle and investigate. So I don't know, like those, those kinds of stories, are, I find very fascinating. A lot of the emperor stories, like the first emperor Augustus and really cool really cool um everything in history you have to understand is romanticized to a degree right yeah like we look back and say oh wow like they were like conquerors and oh man you know they they they, <laughs> see, they saw what they want they did what they want but yeah it was it was a different time a different time for sure right? then that's such a good point history so romanticized um one thing i was very fascinated about early on this year was against kong um yeah. oh my god like the how wide his emperors, like how wide he operated his land, was just crazy to me. Yeah, and like biggest and empire all, in history, technically. Because yeah, any yeah, like geographically, yeah, and he like massacred a bunch of people, like destroyed a bunch of culture. But we know him as this guy that brought like the melon system, <laughs> right? Know? Like, yeah, I know, and it's we amazing know the good how... things about it. But like that guy was it was the way it was a way of yeah it was a way of it's it you make such a good point like a lot of these uh, tyrannical like historical yeah. characters you forget that they're responsible for a lot of uh, horrible uh, horrendous uh, acts right. Um, but at the same time, you know, we look back at them with reverence uh, with what they introduced to the world and the technologies. And we also accept as a society that was how it was back then, right? Like yeah. nowadays, everything strikes us as, oh my God, you said this and said that. And I want to just mention this, that Bill Mary said something very interesting, something thought that very thought-provoking. Uh, um, he said, you know, our generation, you know, we're so caught up in cancel culture and we believe 
were so self-righteous that we we wouldn't do it the, that way we wouldn't say it that way and everything in the past should be you know changed right should be looked at differently and if it can't we need to remove it from our from our mind but he made a good point he's like what you don't realize is that as you as generations pass they're going to look back on your generation and say you did things wrong as well because mm-hmm. that's the whole that's the whole essence of being human is that you make mistakes but you learn from them mm-hmm. and the important thing is that you progress as a as a species mm-hmm. so it's kind of like well, whatever we do in these next 100 years you're telling me in 400 years they're going to look back and say oh they they knew they were the prime they were the the like the top generation no they're going to look back and say why was everyone staring at their phones <laughs> why was everyone trying to get a date on tinder and not looking someone in the eye and trying to talk yeah you know what i mean like they're going to pick apart whatever we pick apart before us because mm-hmm. it's easy to look back and pick apart how many things do you pick apart about your life or or yeah. where i do my life in the past right mm-hmm. that was just a side note i want to mention because because we're on the subject of history mm-hmm. is that uh we shouldn't you know condemn the people of the past we should try to learn from it and move forward with grace yeah, yeah. hey dad like that's the side of you i didn't know about man that one yeah, cool that me and audience learn about Thanks for listening to part 1 of today's podcast with Daniel Calderon. Part 2 will be posted next week. Feel free to subscribe to the show, share it with your friends and family. For more content, visit me online at christianalphonse.com. That's C H R I S T I A N A L P H O N S E.com. Also, follow me on Instagram. My handle is alfchris. That's A L P H C H R I S. See you next time.